Come on, clap him like you love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God the praise he deserves. Hallelujah. Not just with your hands, but let your voice out. Let your voice out. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 So thankful for the scripture that commands us not just to clap our hands. It says, clap your hands, all ye people. But it doesn't stop there. It says, open up your mouth and begin to let a sound out. Hallelujah. It's a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead and lift your voice unto God. Lift your voice unto God. Lift your voice unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. As you remain standing, so thankful for the presence of the Lord that's in this place, turn to the person next to you and say, look what the Lord has done. I've been privileged to minister with Tree of Life in different phases of what God has done. I've been in the previous facility. I've been over in the other facility uh, where you were across town, and now I'm here. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. Praise God. Unless you forget. Amen. This doesn't just happen. Amen. Especially when you got the city fighting you. Especially when you got complications along the way. Everybody say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Praise God. What God commands, no man can stop. Praise God. Praise God. And I pray that our praise will reflect our thankfulness for what the Lord has done. Praise God. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, you better get with it. Amen. Get with it. Stop backing like you got glue on the bottom of your shoe. Amen. You got to learn how to pick them up and put them down sometimes. Amen. You got you to gotta, you gotta learn how to leap for joy a little bit. Praise God. Some of y'all that feeling a little weak in your body, you say, well, I don't want to praise him because I don't feel like it. Hallelujah. Thank God we don't praise him based on how we feel. But how many know that the joy of the Lord is our strength? Hallelujah. So if you're feeling a little weak, sometimes you just got to get a little happy in the house and let the joy, let the joy of the Lord Hallelujah. Be your strength. Praise God. Praise God. If you could turn me up a little bit here in the monitors. Hallelujah. Giving thanks and honor to the angel of this house, the pastor, senior pastor, Brother Urshan. In his absence, I, I am so honored to be back here to share in the word of the Lord and in the spirit of the Lord what he's doing right now. Hallelujah. And to all the pastoral staff ministers that are helping to make this church the great church that it is, I thank you for uh, your hospitality and the welcoming uh, me back here. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 15. And I do feel like God wants to speak to someone today. And for those that are here that have been... Uh, as some people say, we've been in the way, amen, for a long time. Meaning you've been walking with the Lord for a long time. Just allow some room for people that have not been walking with the Lord for a long time, amen, as the word goes forth. And so if you hear some things that you feel like you already got under your belt, amen in any way. Because there's some people here that need, hallelujah, to get exposed to the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you for all five of you that agree with me. Now, I know there's a lot more here that you've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And I need you to help create an atmosphere so somebody can receive God today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to give a little uh, uh, precursor and a little disclaimer to this word right now. This word was written about a culture that was a long time ago. 
So some of you that are here, and especially some of you young men, don't get all happy about reading this scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 15 says, If a man have two wives, (laughs) one beloved and another hated, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated, if the firstborn son be hers that was hated, then it shall be when he maketh his sons to inherit that which he hath, that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated, which is indeed the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he hath, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. Everybody say the right of the firstborn. It is more commonly known as the birthright. And as the Bible tells us here, that birthright comes with a measure. It is a double portion. Praise God. Of what? Of an inheritance that would come down to the children of the father. Amen. But the double portion doesn't go to every child. Praise God. It goes to the firstborn. Amen. Everybody gets a portion, but the double portion is the birthright. And that goes to the firstborn. Praise God. I want to preach from this scripture something that may be a little fundamental and elementary to some of you that are here that may have walked with God for some uh, period of time, but I need you to begin to affirm what you already know in hopes that someone that doesn't know what you know can begin to get connected to the mind of God and hallelujah, the gospel of the kingdom that will be communicated through the word of the Lord today. I need you to lift your hands and ask God to let every person that is here not just be a hearer but a doer of the word come on lift your voice and help me pray thank you lord jesus for your spirit that is already moving look what you have done hallelujah and you're not done doing what you do hallelujah so lord we loose your hand to do what only you can do heal deliver break through set free mend the broken hallelujah whatever you want to do lord god we take our hands off of this service lord jesus so you can put your hands on lord god we take the limits off of our faith hallelujah so you can show forth your limitless power in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor today. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and give God a praise in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, you got more in you. Go ahead and lift your voice. Come on, increase the volume of that sound. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Praise God. This scripture here, began to look at it a few months ago, and uh, it would be resonant of some stories that many of us may have heard from the Bible, and some of us, these stories may be a little bit newer. But there's a pattern here that was etched into law that uh, there was precedent set for these uh, laws that are being laid out in Deuteronomy. You see, when God uh, commissioned Abraham, the Bible calls him the father of the faith-filled and faithful, uh, he told him to go to a land that he knew not of, but he would make him the father of, of many nations, that his seed would be multiplied as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. But there was a little problem there because Abraham, uh, he was old in age and had no children. And uh, God allowed him to to have a child in his old age. Praise God. And so his wife being old as well, uh, before they had their child, they figured they'd try to do something to 
create this promise themselves. They knew and believed in the promise of God, but they felt like they wanted to do it their own way. How many ever found yourself in a place where you know that God is for you and God is around you, but there's sometimes it feels like God is dragging his feet a little bit in what you're looking for him to do. And so sometimes we're pushed to begin to do things in our own knowledge, in our own intellect, in our own strength. And every time we try to do God's job, it will get us in trouble. And so God allowed them to have a child, and we know that child to be named Ishmael. Praise God. But that wasn't God's promise. And so some, at some point in their family's history, Ishmael had to go. Hallelujah. He tried to do it his own way. They tried to plan it their own way, and they birthed something that was not God's promise. And God had to remove the thing that was not his promise because it would get in the way of what God really wanted to do. Hallelujah. Because when God makes a promise, only him and him alone can bring it to pass. It's a promise that's going to need the miracle working power of the Lord. Hallelujah. So by his miracle, he awakened the body of them too so they can have a a child in their old age. And they had that child and that child's name was Isaac. That was the younger child. But the younger child would be the leader of the older child. Hallelujah. Even to this day, we still see all over the world there is conflict between these two children which the Arabic world is the descendants of Ishmael and the Jewish world is the descendants of Isaac and those brothers are still at odds against each other because somebody wanted to do things their own way. Can I encourage somebody right now when God gives you a promise, when God gives you a directive, don't you dare try to put your hands to what God is doing. Hallelujah. You don't want to end up with something that you produced that is not God's promise because God will remove it out of the way, but it may be a nuisance to you in years ahead. Good God Almighty. So here we are that the elder is commissioned to serve the younger. Now Isaac is now giving a prophecy that there would be two nations in his uh, wife's womb and these children were born twins. And the Bible says that the elder would serve the younger. And so as the uh, elder was being birthed, these twins were being birthed, there's a depiction of the, the one that was second born grabbing onto the heel of his brother Esau. And now Jacob is grabbing at the heel of Esau saw and it is the depiction of his birth is as if he's trying to bring him back into the womb so he can get out first seemingly like he knew the prophecy as a newborn child that the elder would serve the younger he's he, he felt within himself even as a newborn I'm, so, I'm the one that's supposed to be the firstborn because there is measure. There is a portion attached to being firstborn. Hallelujah. And so as these children are born, they're given their names, Esau and Jacob. And the Bible gives us reference to what that name Jacob would mean. It is, it means a supplanter. Someone who's a schemer. Someone who's a thief. Now, in those days, when they gave you a name, we didn't have to go to an African book to look up what your name meant. They, they knew what your name meant because they gave you the actual translation of that name. So Jacob was the word for thief. So he went all his life, every time they called his name, he would be reminded of how he was born. Thief, dinner time. Hey, thief, you want to go play some ball? Would they really want to go associate themselves with somebody who's identified with negativity? Hallelujah. He was given a name based on how he was born. And everybody under the sound of my voice, you have been given an identity based on your first birth. Hallelujah. But God never intends for you to keep the identity that you've been born with. For the Bible tells 
tells us that we were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Hallelujah. In sin did our parents conceive us. That means you've been identified with your natural birth with a mistake that was made in the Garden of Eden. Everybody say sin. Everybody in this room has a nature in your human nature that is attached to sin. Hallelujah. But God does not want you to be identified with the mistakes of your yesterday or somebody else in your generations that may have messed up and something has passed down through your heritage into your bloodline. I come in the name of Jesus to cancel every generational curse, every hereditary oh, hallelujah, mindset and mishap. You can be free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I don't care who your daddy was. I don't care who your grandpa was. You don't have to be who they were. They might have been a thief, but you don't have to be a thief. They might have been a liar, but you don't have to be a liar. You can be something new, something different, something better. In Jesus' name. So he's given this name. And so we uh, may be familiar with the story of how Jacob used what he was identified with to kind of swindle and connive his way into getting something that he thought should have been his. Everybody say the birthright. Now this, this birthright, as we read in Deuteronomy, it was attached to a double portion. So if the father had two children, he would separate the inheritance into three parts. And one part would go to the younger son and two parts would go to the elder son. That would be the double portion of the inheritance. Praise God. And so Jacob, he valued that double portion. Hallelujah. Esau, he didn't really care. He figured, well, I'm going to get something anyway. But you you can have that double portion because immediately he had a a fleshly need that he wanted to satisfy. He had a hunger and an aching on the inside of him that he wanted to satisfy. And so Jacob seized the opportunity to get the valuable double portion. And he got it from his brother Esau. Now, when it was time for the father to begin to bestow his blessings upon the children, Esau showed up because he didn't want to sell the blessing. He didn't really value the birthright. He could sell that out, but the blessing he wanted. And this, my friends, is a depiction of modern-day Christianity. How everybody shows up for the blessing. But when it's time to get your birthright, hallelujah, nobody really values being born the right way. Hallelujah. So you can be identified and receive a double portion of the Father's inheritance. Can I tell you right now that God wants you to receive a double portion. Hallelujah. And it's not for some time later you can receive the earnest of that inheritance right now, today, in this service. Hallelujah. Everybody shows up to church to be blessed. Everybody wants to be healed. Everybody wants to be financially blessed. Everybody wants a handout. Give me this. Give me that. Get me a new house. Get me a new car. Heal my cancer. Heal my body. But when time for God to heal your soul, not many people really value the innermost part, which is the most valuable part of what God can do in your life. Can I tell you right now, more than a blessing that you can receive, in this service you gotta get your birth right hallelujah and allow me hallelujah for a moment to to do a little play on these words because it's not just a birthright in the sense of an inheritance it's a birthright meaning you got to be born the right way hallelujah you were born in sin but God has another birth hallelujah that's gonna be attached to a oh hallelujah a double portion because every one of us has been given an identity and a name 
that's attached to negativity. It's attached to what our family has been recognized as, which not, may not always be good. It's attached to something that we wish we can undo in our past. Hallelujah. But you cannot roll back the hands of time and undo what has been done. But what you can do is have another birth. What am I talking about? Jesus began to explain this to a scholar of Israel in John chapter 3. When the scholar came to him by night and Jesus told him, You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you are born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you talking about? You can be born again. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's another birth. You can be born again. Hallelujah. How am I going to be born again? That sounds kind of weird. I just get a little awkward around here, Jesus. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want that kind of Christianity, but I'm not talking about the physical birth. You already did that, but now I'm talking about a spiritual birth that you can be born again. How am I born? You're born through baptism Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 that there is one Lord one faith one baptism amen but the Bible tells as Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews tells him that you must be born again and then he explains to him what being born again means. It's not just one thing, but it seems like it's two things. Say so you got to be born of the water and of the spirit if you want to be born again. What are you talking about water and spirit? That means you need to be baptized in the water baptized in the spirit come on we got more kids clapping than the adults come on can we you gotta be baptized in the water and be baptized in the spirit if you want to be born again so here it is it seems like Jesus is saying you gotta be baptized two times in the water and in the spirit. But then in Ephesians, the apostle said, no, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And I read those scriptures and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, you know, I don't like to see things that don't really make sense to me. So I really had to uh, go ahead and wrestle with this. And as soon as I wrestled with it, I lost. It's my hands too short to box with God, right? And God began to explain to me, yes, there are two components, but it's still one baptism. Hallelujah. Why are there two components to one baptism? Because when you're baptized in the water, that deals with your flesh. Hallelujah. How you were born the first time and the sins that's inherent in your first birth. Hallelujah. But when you're baptized in the spirit, that doesn't deal with your flesh. That deals with your soul. So it's two components because you're one person, but it blesses you twice. That's why there's a double portion to this inheritance because the baptism is the real birthright. That's how you get it right. You got to be born of the water and born of the spirit. Everybody say two baptisms. Wrong. It's one baptism, but it has to affect all of you not just your flesh it has to affect your soul hallelujah so you can get baptized in the water and we can dip you in Jesus name and that will wash away every one of your sins it's for the remission and removal of your sins hallelujah but you can't just stop there you can't just get baptized in the water but now you gotta get baptized in the Holy Ghost hallelujah that's why John, when he preached, he saw Jesus coming. He said, come on, there's somebody coming after me that's mightier than I. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
There's some people in this room that you've been baptized in the spirit, but you've not been baptized in your flesh. Why is that so important? Because when you're baptized in the spirit, he regenerates the deadness of our inner man. And that which was dead comes alive again in Christ. But when you're baptized in the water, there's something attached to that. Why? Because when we baptize you in water, you're not just getting wet. We're calling a name over your life. We're baptizing you in Jesus' name. And those that are baptized into Christ, you are putting on Christ. Hallelujah. You don't just get baptized in water. You're putting on a name that's above every other name. And every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess of things in heaven, of things in the earth, of things under the earth. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Can I tell you right now, when you get baptized in Jesus' name, forget who you used to be. Now you're identified with a higher power. Now you're identified with a greater inheritance. Hallelujah. And most people, when they come into an apostolic atmosphere like this, we would gravitate toward the spiritual and begin to neglect the physical. Because if we get baptized in the spirit, we can kind of feel that. And we identify that as a blessing, but that's only half. There's a double portion. Hallelujah. Stop settling for half your inheritance. You've got something else that you can do to get you fully in and engrafted into the real tree of life. Hallelujah. God wants to place his name upon you. And you get that name through baptism in Jesus' name. Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. I know you came here to be blessed. I know you came here to get something from God. But the greatest thing you can get is not just a healing in your body. It's a healing in your spirit. And you can't get that without being baptized, hallelujah, in the Holy Ghost. But your sins can be washed away and you can have a new identity in Christ if you get baptized in water. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say double portion. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, have you received double? Or have you settled for half? Oh yeah, I want you to ask them. Don't let them look at you and get you all intimidated because they, you know, they feel a little challenged by the word right now. So they don't even want to turn to you. So they kind of looking at you like this. And then when they see you look at them, you kind of do less, like this number. You know, so you won't say nothing to them. Speak to them right now because you, you can't leave without getting your full inheritance. You got to get it all. Because the Bible says you cannot see it. You cannot enter into that kingdom unless you're born of the water and. Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. God is dealing with somebody. Some of you want to be blessed. You'll come up and get your hands up and get people to lay their hands on you. And you might have received that baptism on the inside. But there are some here that still need to be baptized on the outside. Don't settle for half your blessing. There's some people that you've come into the sanctuary and you've joined the church. And you've only been baptized on the outside. And you don't think you need it on the inside. Don't settle for half your inheritance. Hallelujah. Some people that will go through all of their walk with God with only half of what God wanted to give them. And totally miss the fact that you need both if you really want to be called a child of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Come on, who are you today? God says, I want to bless you double. Hallelujah. Stop.
stop settling for your single touch and it just keeps you for the rest of the week and you can come back feeling down again feeling beat up and need another pick me up no you can leave home you can leave this service and go home with something resident on the inside of you hallelujah that you can stir up any day and every day hallelujah you need the baptism of the spirit but now not just the baptism of the spirit you need something that's going to identify you with God not just with church stop settling for a membership card with no access to heaven Good God. somebody better realize hallelujah it's more than just joining a church I'm joining a kingdom and to be a part of the kingdom I've got to be a child of the king and if you want to be a child of the king you got to be born again into that royal family hallelujah I wish somebody would begin to open their heart right now in the name of I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place there are going to be miracles there are going to be healings but more than just a miracle and a healing that you may be looking for stop leaving with just a blessing stop leaving with half an inheritance get it all today lift your hands onto God hallelujah Hallelujah. Feel, I feel like I heard somebody's spirit. Keep your hands lifted. Is it really for me? No, everybody can't do that. Oh, yeah. It's unto everyone. To you, your children, all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord, our God shall call. And if you're in this room, God has called you in this moment, hallelujah, to receive something that you've been missing, hallelujah. That's the missing component. That's the missing component. Hallelujah. Come on in. Some people in this room right now, you think you're incomplete because you don't have a husband. You think you're incomplete because you don't have a wife. You think you're incomplete because you don't have that position on that job. You didn't get that raise that you're looking for yet. Come on, no. There's something more in this room than just a raise and a position in a corporation. You've got a position in a kingdom as a son and daughter of God. Hallelujah. And more than a raise in your pay, God can give you a raise to life. He can renew you and resurrect the dead works into newness of life. Hallelujah. But you got to be determined as your hands are lifted that you want more than just a blessing today. Hallelujah. I was in West Texas a few months ago. Family sat in the back. It's kind of a service like how we had. People started breaking down in worship in the music. There was no preaching. I got up there try to lead the congregation into prayer. There's a family in the back that had just moved there from India, practicing Buddhists. In the back, visiting this church with their two sons. God began to move back there, hallelujah. The wife lifted her hands and began to cry, and I began to gravitate toward them. She began to point at her children, hallelujah, because her children needed the Holy Ghost, but I suspected she probably needed it too. I began to lay hands on her oldest son. He was playing a little video game in the back of the church, praise God. Didn't care about nothing that's going on in the Holy Ghost, in the spirit. God was moving. He over here shooting robots. I asked you, man, hey, can I pray for you? He's like, sure, I don't care. You know, sometimes, you know how those gamers are, you know, kind of get this indifferent, you know, very lethargic, they don't nonchalant. <laughs> Unless I'm blowing up some spaceship, I don't really care. Unless I'm leveling up in the video game, I, he said, okay, pray for me. 
I began to pray for him. Hallelujah. His little brother behind him. Hallelujah. Began to raise his hands with nobody laying hands on him. Tears began to stream down his face. Hallelujah. The mother began to see that. As she was lifting her hands, tears began to stream down her face. And she began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost began to fall on her. Hallelujah. And then the son behind began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost began to fall in that row. Hallelujah. Before you know it, that whole family began to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. As God began to pour out his spirit on you. He don't care where you're from. He don't care what you did before. He don't care if you never believed. But now you're at the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. And God can fill you with double. Stop settling for half your inheritance. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right. The Holy Ghost is going to move in just a second. I'm going to invite people to come to this front to pray. But as you come, God is also uh, asking you, are you willing, hallelujah, to begin to turn away from everything that will hinder you from getting your double? Because the truth is, many of you, you can identify with what I'm saying, but there's an old voice in your head reminding you of what you used to do and where your family came from. And Oh yeah, we, 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 we believe, but I don't, I don't necessarily think we do it that way. Well, I'm telling you right now, hallelujah, I'd rather have a name than a title. Don't let tradition rob you of your inheritance. Hallelujah. God wants to give you a baptism that's going to bless all of you. Hallelujah. Mind, body, and soul. Hallelujah. God is going to give it to you in this service. But you've got to begin to say, God, whatever it takes. Every hand lifted right now. Oh, good God Almighty. What are you talking about, preacher? I just came to get a healing. I believe in healing. Very much so. I seen a woman who was deaf in one ear in a service while the preacher was preaching. Ear popped open. Didn't realize it until she shouted and said, man, he preaching loud. Later, I realized it was a troubled saint that only came back because she heard there was a guest preacher. She didn't like preaching, but God opened her ears so she could hear it loud and clear. He's no respect of persons. Hallelujah. My wife had a slip and fall accident on Thursday night. I was pondering even to come here this weekend. God made a way where somebody was, would be staying with her right now as I'm with you right now. That slip and fall accident slipped out of the tub, coming out of the tub in the bathroom, dislocated her arm, falling onto the, the toilet. We got to the uh, hospital that night, did all the x-rays. They saw that her shoulder, as it's supposed to be like this, in the socket was like this. So they said, we're going to have to pop it back into place. Good God Almighty, some of y'all only saw that. We only saw that on shows. You've never seen that in real life. You didn't even know they really did that, huh? They allowed me to stay there and said, doctor, before you drug her up, before we go forward with this, we're going to pray. Lay my hands. It wasn't even a powerful prayer in my estimation. Laid my hand on my wife's ankle and said, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, but what, beyond what the doctor can do, we know you're the good physician and you, you can heal anything, Lord God. And I began to pray in that hospital room as they began to drug her up and pump her with those meds, praise God. She went under in the anesthetics. They began to pull on her arm. Two nurses holding on to her, the doctor's pulling on her arm. He's pulling and pulling. It's like, why isn't her arm popping in? Pulling. Her arm's not moving, so he's pulling. And he continued this, this time, I'm like, all right, you don't have to get up off my wife, man. You want me to do this? So he's pulling, and he said, oh, man. So he checks, he's like, huh, it's already in place. 
Well, must have slipped back in. I said, no, doctor. I serve a higher power than more than what you can do. He can do better. He can do faster. He can do greater. They took another x-ray and everything was in place as if nothing happened. Hallelujah. I believe in the healing power of the Lord. But while you shout about that, I'm going to shout about somebody getting their life raised from death to life. Hallelujah. Ripped out of the grips of hell. Praise God. Because the greatest miracle is not what oh, can happen in the physical. The greatest miracle is renewing you and restoring you from dead works where some of us were dirty, rotten scoundrels. We can fool everybody else, but God knows exactly who we are. And he's met us here today to say, I've got an inheritance for you that will change everything. Hallelujah. I know there's some physical needs in this house. I saw somebody walking with a walker. God can heal that. I've seen God do it. Praise God. I was in a service in Tennessee and just, just kind of like what I was talking about. Everybody's just worshiping and God began to allow me to gravitate toward this lady that was in a wheelchair and she just did whatever she could to stand up at her wheelchair and I said, good God, this lady got some faith and I said, are you willing to take a risk right now? She said, yes, I'll take a risk. I grabbed her by the hand. She began to walk all across the front of that it can happen right here it can happen right now it can happen but God wants more than that he wants more than your body he wants your spirit he wants your soul don't leave here with half an inheritance stand with me right now don't leave here with half inheritance You know, I hesitate sometimes to tell testimonies like that because a lot of times as human beings, we place more our faith into those things rather than the spiritual miracle that God wants to do. There's a lot of people that can get healed and still go to hell. But if God gets your birthright, if God reaches beyond your body into your soul and begin to do a miracle. That miracle will outlast your life. Hallelujah. That miracle will do something on the inside of you that you cannot do on your own and no doctor could get the credit for healing you of your depression and healing you of your emotional instability and healing you of things that nobody can. Oh, hallelujah. Every hand lifted right now. Who am I inviting here to pray? I'm inviting the people that have come here. You are still identified by some things you don't want to be identified with. But God has open access for you to come and allow him to place his name upon you. How does he do that? Through baptism in water in Jesus' name. There's some coming right now, and there will be others. If you've never been back, you know what? Let's make it uncomfortable for some people. We're going to push you and provoke you to good works. Why don't you turn to somebody next to you, especially if you know they need what's being preached right now. Look at them and say, hey, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Don't just ask them if they've been baptized. Ask them if they've been baptized in Jesus' name. Now, if they hesitate, it's time for you to be sure you've been baptized in Jesus. There's nothing wrong with making sure that your birth's right. Nothing wrong with that. And if they say no, today's your day. Today's your day to make it right. Don't make any excuses. You know what, I ain't, got, I, ain't got, I ain't got my swimsuit. You don't need a swimsuit. Sure don't. We got bonnets, we got head, head wraps, we got shower caps, whatever you need. 
You ain't got to undo your do. We'll get you right. Not just on the outside. Now I want you to ask that person, have you ever been baptized in the spirit? And this is how you know. It's like a baby being born. Brother Andrews, right? Yeah, when you, when you had your baby, you know, we want, to make, we want that baby to make some noise when it's born. Because we want to make sure that there's life. Right? There's a sound associated with your birth. So when you're born in the spirit, there's a sound that comes out of your belly. Your innermost being is going to begin to flow out of you like a river. The Bible says it's like living waters flowing out of you. What is he talking about? As you're speaking, I'm going to give a little direction for those that's never experienced this. As you're speaking in your own language, worshiping God or praying, God will take the words of your own understanding and begin to change them into a heavenly language. At first, you'll begin to feel like you're saying things you didn't intend to say. You might fumble over some words. That might not be you messing up your words. That might be God trying to take control. And let me say this right now. If you really want this double portion, you're going to have to learn how to lose control. I don't care how old you are. You could be seven years old or 70 years old. You all can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Today. Amen. All hands lifted up. We're not trying to embarrass anyone. There's somebody has already come up, so you don't got to be the first one. But we're going to ask, if you're here and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, why don't you step forward? Or if you're next to someone that identified to you that they've never been baptized in Jesus' name, why would you want to leave with half or an incomplete blessing and miracle and portion if you're here come on that's right there's somebody else coming if you've never been baptized in water in Jesus name come on no one looking around now for those that are here and you've never been baptized in the spirit God has a portion for you that you're missing you're missing something. What are you missing? Him. Because the Holy Ghost is not just some feel-good thing. It's God living on the inside of you. You're not just getting a touch to feel good. God is pouring himself into you. You understand how powerful that is? And after you receive that, you, you don't just come here to meet with God. You can leave with God living on the inside. I know we have, we have these statements that, you know, your God is with me. God is in me. The Bible says one Lord, one faith, one baptism. God and Father of all, through all. But then he says in you all. When he talked about God being in someone, he specifically directed it to a certain people. He was writing to the church in you all. So God's not in everybody. But you can leave with him inside of you today. But you're going to have to make some decisions right now. Hallelujah. All hands lifted up. If you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost today, I want you to leave your seat right now. If you are not sure if you received it, if you're not sure if you've ever spoken in tongues in Jesus name hallelujah you can make your way forward and you don't have to come by yourself you can come with the person next to you that have been asking you all those questions you can grab them by the hand and say come on hallelujah let's go hallelujah come on there's whole families coming in the name of Jesus and as you come just come a little bit further hallelujah so those that are coming behind you have some room come on in the name of Jesus praise God 
Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If I can have some of our ministers to come and help us pray. Before we pray for one thing to receive from God, we're going to give something to God. Hallelujah. And what we're going to give him is our hearts. How do I do that? I do that through repentance. I've got to repent. That simply means I'm turning away from who I want to be and who I think I am. And I'm opening myself to who God wants to make me. I'm opening my heart. So right now, from the last person in this room to this person with the mic, or even behind, we're all going to lift our voice and we're going to repent together. And I want you to pray this, God, forgive me. Come on, say it. God, forgive me of every sin. God, forgive me for waiting so long from, for, to give you everything. Fill me right now with all of your spirit. I don't just want it a half of a blessing. I want everything. I want to be filled to overflowing. I want to be filled until that river, river of living water flows out of me. I want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't just want to be baptized in my body. I want to be baptized in my spirit, in my soul. Hallelujah. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to lift your hands. And this is what we're going to give God next. We're going to give God praise and worship. Hallelujah. We're going to lift our voices. The best way to open your heart is to open your mouth. And when you begin to open your mouth and let it sound out in praise and worship to God, God's going to begin to take those words of your known language and begin to fill you with his spirit. And he's going to identify it by you speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. As the spirit of God will give you the utterance. Come on, lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Those of you that are praying with others, I want you to get in front of them right now and lay your hands on their forehead in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. By the power and the authority that's already in this room and in the word of God, you're going to receive that double portion. You're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice unto God. And as you lift your voice, just let God take control. Let God take control. Receive you the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Thank you. 